Hey guys, this is Greg Denning, and you are in the School of Awesome Sauce, where I share with you amazing stories and strategies to help you live an extraordinary life. Hey everybody, thanks so much for making the time to listen to this podcast. I'm, I'm seriously, I'm so filled with gratitude right now for you and for the people inside our School of Awesome Sauce uh, monthly coaching. I, I know you guys have so many other things you could do and be, be doing. You'd be out watching Netflix or scrolling in, in uh, social media or playing video games or something, but, but making the time to do this, thank you for doing that. Thanks for doing it for yourself and, and for being part of, the, of our Awesome Sauce tribe. And I, and I got to just share like some of the members... We just went through this challenge and some of the people in our School of Awesome Sauce uh, mentoring program just rocked it. And literally, you guys, making transformations, huge transformations in their lives and the way they interact with their spouses, the way they interact with their children. Um, One awesome person letting go of years, years of emotional abuse that uh, they'd held on to. And just letting that go and how that just frees, frees us up and just liberates us from our own captivity to let those things go and, and to just say, you know what, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to gracefully move on to a new way of doing life. Oh, it's just so awesome. So uh, guys, I'm feeling, feeling so excited right now. I'm feeling so full of gratitude. I love this stuff. I love, I love living deliberately and helping others do the same. You guys, every day we have a choice. Uh, we have this choice between mediocrity and greatness. And that opportunity to choose gives us so much power. Like, let, let that hit you right now. Let that like just sink into your mind and your soul. At every moment, we have a choice. We can choose to be our best self. And operate, you know, and we can ask ourselves that, like, what would my best self do right now? And we can operate from that space, or we can just kind of acquiesce and drift and float along and just kind of let life happen to us. But that opportunity to choose gives you so much power, power to make your life extraordinary. And this goes from little decisions like responding calmly and peacefully to a child's cry um, or somebody cutting you off, or you know something just not working out like you'd hoped, and it goes up to the big, huge decisions like who to marry and where to live and how to create your epic life and how you're going to have an impact in the world. But we always have a choice. We always have a chance to choose how we're going to respond. And I want to share some stories today, right? I love this stuff. And the stories, in fact, I want to share stories all the time, but the stories come with principles and and life lessons, things that have shaped my life. And as I've been able to share these stories around the world, have impacted other people's lives too. So there I was. Uh, I was living in a small town. Um, you know, we'd, I, was still, I was still home. I think I was 12 years old at the time and we were poor. And just kind of struggling and like we were on food stamps 
and getting support from like government and from churches and neighbors, just trying to survive. You know, my mom's trying to raise six children. And I think at this time, like we, we'd had a, you know, stepdad and then he'd gotten into drugs and alcohol and, and then another one. And, and, and so, I mean, and again, I'm, you know, as a kid, you're just kind of growing up, just not, you're not really aware of what's going on. But then, you know, at 12, you start noticing things. Anyways, we were poor and I, and I had saved up, somehow I'd saved up some money, earned something or other. And I'd bought, I'd bought this hat. I just so desperately wanted an Oakland A's hat. And it was this tan hat with the green A on it. And I was like, so, so stoked. Like it was, it was one of the first things that like it was mine. I'd earned it, I'd bought it. And it just meant so much to me. I loved it. And uh, one night, you know, asked if I could go stay the night over at a friend's house. Um, and we, and I did. Um, and this story is actually part of the reason why I don't do sleepovers with my kids. <laughs> Cause they can lead to so much trouble. But anyways, so I'm, I was sleeping over and we're like, you know what? We stay up late. We're talking. The whole family gone to bed and we're like, let's sneak out and go walk around the neighborhood. You know, and we thought we were going to be, you know, kind of brave and kind of crazy. So we snuck out of the window. We walked across the street. We we're just walking around. We didn't have anything to do. So we're just walking around. It's about midnight and we're walking across, across the street was a high school and we were walking through the parking lot and there was nobody there. So we're just walking back and we were heading back. And this car pulls in the parking lot and comes right over to us. And I was like, oh, no, we're in trouble. And out jump like five or six or seven dudes. They must have had a lot of people in that car. Uh, and they were all, you know, older, 16, 17, 18. And I'm, I'm 12 years old, just a little 12-year-old kid. And I was kind of small for my for my age. And, and they just walk up and surround us. My friend takes off running, and I'm just standing there. And I noticed a couple of them had weapons. And so I didn't, I didn't do anything. And, and he said, hey, give me my hat. Give me your hat. And I was like, no, nah, man, please. Like, this is my favorite hat. Please don't take my hat. And I remember just, I still, like, remember, like, please don't take my hat. Please, <laughs> like, don't do this. And uh, I was like, please, man, I, I just got this. Please don't take my hat. And um, they surrounded me. One of them punched me in the face really hard from the side, actually. And I fell to the ground. And then they all just kicked me and kicked me and kicked me and kicked me. Surrounded me, just kicked me and just kept kicking, kept kicking. Um, and then I, I finally, I, man, I was thought they were done. And they stopped. And so I, I looked up. And right as I looked up, I think that's what they were waiting for. One of them just was waiting for me to lift my head and then just kicked me as hard as he could right in my face. And then they took my hat and left. And left me there. And now, man, looking back now as an adult and processing this experience, like, whoa. I mean, these these older kids out causing trouble and to surround and beat up a little kid. Just kick him. Like, five or six dudes way bigger and older just kick. It's just it's so absurd. It's so absurd. The, the thinking around that, the mentality there is so ridiculous. But... You know, I snuck back home. I was in I was in a lot of pain, and we just went back and went to bed. Woke up in the morning. My head was all swollen. It was like double the size. So we, we had to tell his mom what happened, then my mom, and and process that. And you know, and, and like like okay, now I have a choice. 
I have a choice. How am I going to respond? How am I going to respond to life? Who am I going to become? You know, am I going to shy away? Am I going to be afraid and resentful and hateful and and let this be this burden and this fear now that I carry with me through my life? And um, and, and I said, no, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to, and, and actually that was probably one of the catalysts that inspired me to exercise more and, and to train in martial arts and and get that, but not not with this vengeance, not with this hatred, not with this bitterness, not with this desire to, you know, attack or, or get out. You know, just just be like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm gonna be more prepared. And now now even more so as as we travel all around the world, I'm just I'm always cognizant, I'm always aware that there there are people out there with that kind of mentality. But I'm not going to be a fearful person. It's interesting, you guys. As we travel around the world, people are constantly asking us, well, "Aren't you afraid?" Are you scared? Are you afraid? And we don't. We don't. We don't operate with fear. And fear is a mindset. And so we don't. We don't roll with fear. But we are cautious and we're safe and we take. We take all the precautions we can. We don't go places we shouldn't go. But we don't live in fear. And I. Re- I refuse to live in fear. And I refuse to acquiesce to my fears. But I'm going to move forward um, with this. You know, acting in faith, like, hey, things are going to work out. I literally believe that. I wholeheartedly believe it. So does my wife. So do my children. Like, we we teach them to believe that. Like, good things happen to us. And they're, most of the people in the world are so good and would do anything to help you. And there are a few knuckleheads out there. And even those guys that did that, I don't think they were bad people. They made a bad decision. But usually it's good people make bad decisions. Um, and again, that's that power of choice we're talking about today, right? We all have this power to choose. And, you know, one of them could have stood up and be like, hey, nah, come on, he's a kid, man. Don't do this. But they buckled into this peer pressure and, and they made a bad decision. And, and they chose mediocrity that night <laughs> or even below mediocrity, right? And, and then we have a choice. So even, you guys, even when bad things happen to us, even when, when it, in that instant I was a victim, they were attacking me and I was a victim, but it remained only that instant. I have not played the victim to that experience after that. Not at all. And I just, I refuse to continue playing the victim. Even though I was victimized, right? I'm going to get out of victimville, what I call it. And I'm not going to play that role. I'm going to choose to keep moving forward and choose to believe there are good people in the world and choose to believe that things will work out for my good, which I totally believe. Things things are always working for good. I believe the universe is operating in my favor to have bring great things in my life and help me have amazing experiences. I want to share one more, one more story. So there I was. Uh, this was years later. We're living in Texas, and I was, I think, 15 or 16. So it wasn't that many years later. Uh, my buddy had gotten his driver's license. He was learning how to drive. And... You know, he's, he, uh, you know, so it felt cool. You know, oh, we feel, we feel all grown up and, and he, he had this, his parents had this nice car. And so we, we were feeling the excitement and the thrill of driving through the countryside. Again, I was going over to sleep over at his house. <laughs> there's, there's a, do you see a pattern here? There's something going on. Um, so I go into sleep over and, you know, it just felt, you felt cool. You got the music going, you know, the windows down on a, on a summer evening in Texas and cruising through the countryside. We'd gone and taken care of the horses and we're heading home. You know, you feel cool. You feel older. You feel alive. And, and, um, and anyways, we get to a place near his house and he, he punches it. We end up 
going and the roads were elevated there because it rains so much in texas and so the the, the country roads are, are elevated so when you go off the shoulder it drops significantly and and he he was going over the off the edge of the road and so he overcorrected really hard and the car rolled and i just remember spinning through the air and like oh no like in the terror and the fear Fear, it's, it's instantaneous. It happens all so fast. We just get this huge rush of adrenaline adrenaline that intensifies all of your senses. And it almost makes, if you guys have had a um, like a traumatic experience, it almost makes it seem like everything goes in slow motion. And you, you're just taking in everything that's happening. The car's rolling. And you're afraid for your life. And you're afraid of all the consequences and the trouble and everything that's happening simultaneously i remember like spinning over and and the the roof crushing in i remember it hitting my head and pushing my neck and i felt my neck getting just this point like oh no and then i felt the the seat belt catch us boom and there was just this the space in between the the roof coming in and the seat belt catching me and preventing me from going up any further and, and snapping my neck i remember just feeling like oh it's right there and then it rolled again and rolled again. And when we stopped, the car was laying um, like with the wheel. Let's see, it was, it was laying on the passenger side. So I was on the ground. It was all broken grass and broken glass and grass. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and I look over and I see the grass. And I look up and my buddy who's in the driver's seat is like hanging from his seatbelt. And... You know, just like coming to our senses, like, okay, what's happened? What's the situation? Holy cow. And he's hanging there and he reaches up and he clips. It was those automatic seatbelts that, you know, you, that click at the top of the door. So he clicks his and he falls on top of me. And I'm like, ah, oh, I can't move. And he's like, oh no, he's paralyzed, right? Ah, what have I done? And he was reeking out. And I was like, no, dude, like, get off of me. And like, I can't get my seatbelt undone. And, and he tried to open his door and it was jammed. And so we crawl, we, we, we click mine undone. We crawl in the back seat and we have to kick open the rear driver's side door. We climb out and it's all smoking. It might have even been on fire, um, but it was crushed. The car was crushed. And we both walk up, you know, walk up the embankment onto the road and we're just, we sit down on the road, you know, with the shock just hitting our bodies. And we just realized we're okay. We're okay. We made it. We're all right. We didn't. We didn't have any significant injuries. A few cuts and things, and and you know the sense of of trouble. Like, oh man, <laughs> what have we done? But then this huge sense of relief. Like, we're okay. And they called. You know, called some. I don't know. I don't even know. We. I don't think we had cell phones. But, um. Somehow, somebody called the cops. We got the ambulance out there and the police, and the parents came over. And his parents, man, they didn't even—they didn't get mad. They just were so grateful that we were alive and unharmed, and we were so grateful we were alive and unharmed. And, and they handled that so well. And again, and there's an, just another great example there of of these opportunities we have to choose and 
and there's I, I could I could keep going. There's lots of stories about that. Like you know when things when things don't go your way, when disasters happen, when your kids do things that they shouldn't do, when things get broken. In fact, I can tell this story real quick. Uh, we we'd bought this beautiful couch set, this leather couch set, and and we had this room. You guys, we love so. Uh, our dream, and I'll, I'll keep sharing this. You'll hear this. Um, I have the, we have this dream. We're gonna have this beautiful chateau in the French Alps. That's where we want to have our place. And uh, in fact, we want to have multiple houses around the world, uh, just because we love different environments and places. But we want to have a home that is all built around inspiration and learning and growth, like everything inside and out, from the gardens and the greenhouse to you know inside. We want to have a music room with a, a grand piano and, you know, a cello and, and then our violins and ukuleles and guitars. And, and we want to have an art room with every art supply you can imagine. And then an exercise room and a rock climbing wall. And my, of course, my library, I want a, a personal library of nine or 10,000 books in there. So this is, this is the dream we're working towards. And uh, we, we had got some beautiful furniture and, and had set up a, a music room in a, in a house we were renting for a while. Um, had this gorgeous leather couch and our grand piano in there, and it was we'd go in there and just the kids would play song. It was it was amazing. And I walk out one day, I walk out of my office, and my daughter, who I think was three at the time, uh, three or four, had a kitchen knife and she was sitting there stabbing it into the arm of the leather couch. And I was like, oh man! <laughs> and I realized like. She didn't, and I, I didn't want to react. Why, right? Why react? Why explode? And so I walked out and I said, Sage, what are you doing? And she looks up and she's like, oh, I'm playing a game. And I was like, okay, well, may I have the kitchen knife, please? <laughs> sure. I just take it. I go put it away. And I realized, luckily I realized, right, that getting mad at her would have done nothing. Uh, it would have just maybe ruined the relationship. And what what was done was done. There's nothing I can do about it. The holes are in the couch. And she was playing a game. She wasn't being malicious. She was just playing a game. And I was just like, oh. So I sat her down and taught her and, and <laughs> told her not to do those things, right? But again, guys, and, and I don't always react like that. And I haven't always reacted like that. But that was one time I was like, yes, I, I did it. I maintained control and perspective. It's not a huge deal. It's just a couch. And she was just playing a game. There was no malice there. And so... You guys, every day we have a choice. So what what are you choosing? And again, don't don't play the victim here like you don't have a choice. Uh, I had I grew up with a crazy temper. And everyone told me, oh, you, you're redheaded. You have the redhead temper. That's why you get so angry. And I believed that for years. And I was into my late teens and early 20s still like would lose my temper, right? But it, it, you don't actually lose your temper. You choose to give it up. And people don't make you mad. Nobody can make you mad. You choose to get mad. Like no one, do you guys realize this? It's so powerful. When, when I learned this, it just blew my mind. Nobody can make me or force me to feel anything. It's always a choice. Like I can literally choose. Somebody can walk up and spit on my face and slap me. And I can choose to not get angry, to have peace or compassion. It's always a choice. It's a hard choice, but it's always a choice. And it's such a power. Man, it transformed my life when I realized, well, wait a minute. I get to choose my emotion. I don't, I don't have to explode anymore. And when, you, when we realize that power, like I have a choice here, I don't have to explode. 
when other people say mean things about me or do mean things to me or things don't work out how I had hoped or people don't you know do the things that I think they should do right this rule book I'm going to talk about this in a coming post like the rule book we have in our heads <laughs> right but like I don't have, I have this choice and that choice gives us so much power and I just want to, I want to emphasize that so much. You guys, you have the power. You have the power every day at every moment to choose. And we can choose to be victims or we can choose to be mediocre. We can choose to just drift along and let things happen to us. Or we can choose to be deliberate and intentional and say, you know, in every moment I choose to live on purpose. I choose to respond. I choose to be my best self. And the more often we make those choices, the easier it becomes and the more powerful we become. And then, then, you know, it gets easier and easier to make those kind of choices. And then we become the kind of person that we want to become. And we live the life we want to live by making deliberate choices to live a life of greatness and excellence. And to operate from this mindset of like, I'm going to be my best self. At every part of my life. So make those choices today, my friends. Set up some reminders, you guys. Put reminder alerts on your phone. Have them go off three or four times a day, right? Write out some affirmations and tell yourself that consistently. Create a new belief that you're in charge and you get to choose. And the choice is yours and the power is yours and you get to live life on your terms. And it literally, the quality and outcome of your life literally comes back to the choices and decisions we make each day. From the little ones to the huge ones choose greatness because awesome is always an option reach upward hey everybody thanks so much for listening to this episode i hope you got a lot of value out of it and found some things that you can apply to your life right away hey i'm i'm being totally sincere when i say i i live to help you live your extraordinary life. So I hope you'll reach out to me if you have any questions or let me know how I can help you in any important area of your life. And in fact, you know, this this podcast is brought to you by the School of Awesome Sauce monthly coaching program. Take advantage of that. Get in there. If It's the best way to get a breakthrough to the next level so you can level up your health, your spirituality, your emotions, your mind, your relationships, your finances, business, Every part of your life, just get in there where you have a a coach and a mentor. You have a supportive community to make things happen. So, So jump in there, take advantage of this, try it out, get in there with us, and level up your life. See you on the inside. Reach upward.